Welcome to Second Half Now, a listening experience for the 50-plus generation. Second halfers, boomers, and seniors. The mission of this show is to help people learn how to live a life that matters. This is what adds purpose and fulfillment to our days and helps us make sense of this crazy thing called life. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that deal with the challenges and opportunities of real people in today's world. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan is in the studio now, ready to begin today's discussion. Now, let's join your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. What is the key to a healthy life in the second half? You know, by the time we get to 50 and beyond, we have some pretty set-in-our-ways habits. Have you noticed that? We should be asking ourselves, are those habits serving me well? What do I really want life to be like in my 50s or 60s or 70s? And if I'm so blessed, how about into my 80s and 90s? It may surprise you that some of the most beneficial habits are really rather simple. And our guest today is going to make a case that physical movement and exercise is one of the most important habits we can maintain or develop in our 50-plus years. Physical exercise will affect our happiness, our heart health, and our brain function. If you're not interested in those things, you might as well go do something else for the next half hour, because that's what we're going to be talking about. If you are interested in happiness, heart health, and brain function, well then, stay tuned. Today's topic is called, The Key to a Healthy Life, Get Moving. You're listening to Second Half Now, a radio show, podcast, and live events uniquely designed for the age 50 plus generation. This is where we discuss the things that are important to us in the second half of life. I want to welcome you to the discussion. I invite you to pull up a chair and join us at the table I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and our mission is helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters. I'm so pleased to uh, share with you that today in studio is Rowan Haley. That name might sound familiar because she has been on the show before. Uh, Rowan and her husband, Sam, have taught English and literacy in many countries around the world. They have helped people who have moved here from other languages and cultures to become functional in the English language And Rowan has devoted her life to helping people by befriending them and giving them critical tools for survival and success. She has been committed to a life of service in many locations and situations. And, particularly of interest for today, she has learned the critical importance of good habits of physical movement and exercise. I think we have a lot to learn from Rowan, so I invited her to come to our show again, and she said yes. So again, today's show is The Key to a Healthy Life, Get Moving. So Rowan, thank you so much for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Well, thanks, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. So we're going to get right into it, and uh, I've got some questions that we want to really get at the the subject of exercise, and we're going to cover it from uh, different angles, but as we get started, I wonder if you could... Uh, Before we get into the why and how of physical exercise, can you tell us how you came upon this important area of concern? Sure. It it was actually modeled for me my entire life by my father. My dad, when I was a very young girl as a member of the Multnomah Athletic Club, he and a bunch of his buddies 
prevailed upon the club, which at that time didn't open till like, I don't know, 8 or 9 or 10 in the morning, to open early so that they could go in at 6 and exercise. Uh-huh. So he was a founder of the early bird program at the okay. Multnomah Club. And from that day on, including the day he died, he swam at the club three to five days a week. So he modeled the healthy Doing lifestyle laps in the for pool. Me. Doing yeah. laps. Yep. So... I had done ballet, and I'd been on swimming teams at the Mac Club as a kid. But when I was in high school, there weren't many um, team sports for women. And mm, I, you know, right. other than putzing around at the club, I wasn't doing much. And that continued or got worse. But when I was 28 years old, I realized that if I wanted to maintain strength and health and body weight, that I needed to develop an exercise habit. And I had always hated running, but obviously it was the easiest thing. So do you remember? I, excuse me. Do you remember why you hated it? Because it was hard. Okay. <laughs> when I when I ran, I didn't feel good. I'd yeah. get a stitch in my side, and yeah. you know, I'd be huffing and puffing, and yeah. I always came in last, and I I just hated it. So were you talking about track or cross country or just getting out in the neighborhood and jogging around? I wasn't interested in any of Any it. of that, okay. None of the above. And the reason I ask is I think some of our listeners will be in that situation running. Uh, no thanks. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe I can knit. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I decided that I needed to do something, and that was clearly the easiest, the you know, it didn't require travel or equipment or other people or, you know, a membership anywhere. Yeah, and pair of shoes and you're ready to go. Yep. And so um, when we get into the how, I'll talk about okay. how I got started. Good, but good. it didn't take very many weeks before I was enjoying it. And it was a discipline probably for six months to a year, then it became a joy, and now Mm. it's just part of who I am, and I can't live without it. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting transition? I want our people to hear this, because they might think, oh, man, if I I decide I'm going to start doing that, I'm going to hate it all the time for the rest of my life. And you're talking about there's a transition. There's a, I've heard about the, what is it, the runner's high, or hitting the wall and going through and all that stuff. We're not talking about about competitive running, but I mean, we're just talking about getting out there, and jogging and you know with the, or walking or walking just, just if okay. the walking speed is okay. more than a low grade stroll yeah so you're creating a little bit of a vision and so our people are if some are saying yeah i don't want to do that you know it hurts or you know i, I you know i don't like it you're saying that let's it, let's save most of that for the how yeah okay. now let's let's address the why and okay. then we'll move into that yeah. so why should we do it? Yeah. I mean, that's if you don't have a good why for doing it, right. it doesn't matter what kind of a how program right. we map out. But for me, at the age of 28, I realized I wanted to be able to eat more without gaining weight. Uh-huh. I wanted to stay strong and healthy. Sure. My dad looked far younger than his years. Mm. He had strength and vitality younger than his years, mm-hmm. and I wanted that. Can we do a little math right now? How old was your dad when you were 28 and getting into the the, out, the running? Well, let's see. 
my dad was 42 when I was born, so you add 28 years to that, and okay. he was about 70 when I okay. started this. Okay. And he died at almost 90, and he swam with his buddies at the oh. club the morning he died. Oh, my. So, so that's a good reference point, because uh, I am 70 now, mm-hmm. and you're getting there. Yeah, I'm there. So, um, you know, our people can be saying, okay. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I, th- I like your dad as a model. I yeah. mean, that's really inspirational for us. Yeah. And, and, of course, my kids grew up with the model, and yeah. they're now 38 and 35, and they're avid. Really? Avid. Ac- exercisers right. and workers out. Right. So, so why, why should someone do this? Right. And at 28, I was not yet a believer. So for me, the most important reason to do this didn't exist for me at age uh, 28. Okay. But for those of us who follow Jesus and who believe that he lives within us, yes. I just feel like if we're in charge of the building he's living in, Mm -hmm. we should have a desire for him not to be living in a shabby home. (laughs) Uh, I like that. It's an interesting mental picture. Yeah. Yeah. And And just to remind our listeners that the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's a matter of stewardship and caretaking and being a good manager of what has been entrusted to us. Exactly. In this case, in the the physical sense. And then there's also Ephesians 2.10. We -hmm. are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he had planned in advance for us to do. That we should walk in them. Yes. Not that he planned them so we know about them, but he planned so we can do do them. them. And I would make the case right now uh, that if we're not physically well and healthy and mobile, then uh, some of those things that God intended for us, we won't be able to do. Um, I have a friend right now who, um, who is about my age and feels God's call, Mm -hmm. but is unable to take advantage of some opportunities because of lack of strength and stamina. And I don't want that to be me. I want to be able to go wherever he says to go and run the race. And there have been a lot of wherevers for yeah, you, China there have and been, and I, and I hope there are going to be a lot more. Yeah, good for you. And that fact, takes some some stamina. You're on so. the, your way to uh, to Israel uh, pretty soon. Yeah, and uh, so, leading I mean, a, that, a teaching team to Bethlehem yeah. this summer. So, so those are you know that that's that spiritual is a big why. Another big why is the physical, which is as we said the stewardship of the body he gave us, but. As we exercise, it protects our health. We get sick less often. Mm -hmm. When we're doing it for a certain length of time at a certain heart rate, the body feeds us endorphins, which are those feel-good hormones, and we have a more positive outlook on life. And um, for me, I used to say I, I run to eat. I can eat a lot more calories without uh, gaining yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So um, can you summarize then uh, the positive benefits? I'm not sure I caught them all. Well, there's spiritual, okay. there's physical, and there's also relational. I still can hike and ski and scuba dive mm. with my kids. Oh, wow. And those are precious, wonderful times yes. for me. Right. Um, For those who are real extroverts, something like my husband's tennis or a ladies' walking group provides not only the social 
um, outlet that they need, but in many cases, spiritual connections. Yes, right. And I'm not sure I heard you mention it, maybe you did, uh, but also the brain health, uh, that our brain is going to be more functional and That'll more... That'll be part of the how. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, you know, a person can choose a life of uh, exercise, and it is a matter of discipline. There are great rewards but I want you to tell us a little bit about what are some of the risks or the likely outcomes if we ignore this area and we just kind of keeping up with our old bad habits of rather sedentary and not getting this kind of exercise. So uh, we're going to get into that right after the break. So don't go away, folks. We will be right back. Do you have aging loved ones who need some help at home? How do you know when it's time to get some assistance? And what are the signs they may not be able to live at home safely? Golden Placement Services specializes in these questions and transitions. They provide professional placement services when it comes time to find a safe, comfortable place for your loved one to live. These are people you can trust, and their services are provided at no charge to your family. Call Diane Delaney at 503-926-2111. That's 503-926-2111. Golden Placement Services. Caring professionals you can trust. Looking for an new home that is affordable, well-built, and only 18 minutes from downtown Portland, then you've got to see the Brunswick Commons condominiums. These great new townhomes are located in the Gateway area and will be completed by November 1st, 2018. Selling for $299.9 with income guidelines for purchase, each home has three bedrooms and two and a half bathrooms. These sturdy and attractive homes are built by Vic Construction Company, an Oregon builder with over 20 years' experience. And at this price, they won't stay on the market for long. For more information, please call Morgan Davis Homes at 503-748-8200. That's 503-748-8200. If you are even thinking about buying or selling a house, you really need to talk to the best in the business. You probably have lots of important questions. After all, it's not just a house, it's your home. Dave Long at 24-7 Properties is the realtor who can answer your questions and provide lots of options. There's no cost or obligation to get his accurate, reliable information that will help you make the decisions that are best for you. Call Dave Long at 503-607-4216. That's 503-607-4216. 24-7 Properties. It's not just your house, it's your home. So I want to thank you for listening to those commercials of our uh, faithful and wonderful sponsors. And I encourage you to go to secondhalfnow.com and click on the network tab and you'll see all of our partners there. Those who uh, had the commercials that you just heard. And then also there are some others that uh, we want to highlight and I invite you to go there and check them out, too. So we don't uh, sell anything on this show or ask for donations uh, because our sponsors provide the show for you, and we can be heard around the clock and around the world. So a big, big thank you to our, uh, to our good sponsors. So uh, we're resuming our discussion. We're in studio with Rowan Haley, and uh, she is helping us get a handle on practical principles of physical exercise in the second half of life and getting all the benefits of those good habits. And again, the uh, title for today's show is The Key to a Healthy Life, Get Moving. So Rowan, before we 
went over to the the break, we were starting to talk about the how, and uh, we know that uh, some of our listeners currently don't do very much, have a hard time getting into it. They don't want to, or they have obstacles, or they don't know where to start. And uh, you mentioned to me that you have nine points. So let's see if we can get to those. Okay. Yeah. Well, the first one is pick something you can stick with that isn't going to provide an obstacle because of too much driving or having to get too many yes. people together. Right. When I was 28 and starting this, as much as I hated running, I decided that was where I had to go because all I had to do was put on my shoes and head out the door. Yeah. And so what I did was I I marked out a quarter mile route and I gave myself permission to walk as much as necessary and jog when I could. Mm. And at first there was very, very little jogging, but within a couple of weeks I was jogging almost the whole thing. And so then I stretched it out to a half a mile. Yeah, yeah. So, Rapid results then. But yeah, then you were 28, not 68. That's so. true. But, but your point was uh, pick something that you can stick with. Yes. Okay. Stick, pick with something you can stick with and do. And walking or jogging, running, burn about the same number of calories. Okay. It just takes longer to walk. It's, but it's about 100 calories a mile, so you can figure out pretty well what you're burning. Okay. Another thing that'll make it easier um, is make it relational and have accountability. Find a friend or a group of friends to do it together. Is this point two? Yeah. Okay. There were many times when I, I don't run in the winter. So I go down the, to the club and, and would do classes, aerobics or something. And my consistency went up significantly when I picked a friend in the neighborhood to carpool with. Yeah. And I knew that if I didn't get up at quarter to five and be ready to go when she came by at 20 to six, I just had to do it. Yeah. And so it kept me going. So accountability. That's going to sound kind of scary to some folks. Well, you know. Do what you got to do, right? Yeah, I didn't start at that time of the day. Okay. There we go. We we build to these things. Right. So... Relational and accountability might keep you going yes. and make it easier. And you can invite somebody to hold you accountable and maybe in exchange for you providing the same thing for them. Sure. Whatever it is that they want to accomplish. It right. may or may not be physical. Right. Okay. The other thing is choose something you like. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are a lot of ways to get exercise. So if dancing is your thing, find a Zumba class uh-huh. or a salsa class yeah. or line dancing or something, but do something you like. I think that's key because if you're doing something and all the time you're saying, I hate this, I can't stand yeah. this. Not, oh, this is terrible. This, this is not going to last. That's not going to work. So no. that was point three? Yeah. Mix it up. In the beginning, when you're trying to build a habit, you need to keep at it. Yeah. Do the same thing at, yeah. at the, you know, and maybe even at the same time. And there's a key phrase right there, build a habit. Yeah. It's not just going to go run around the block and see how it goes. You want to build a habit. That's your goal. Well, the commitment is, like I said, for a certain a certain length or a certain period of yeah. time yeah. and a certain activity yeah. every day. Yeah, build and, a habit. And you're going to do it every day until it is a habit. And hopefully those whys are powerful enough right. for us to do that. I want to build a habit. Yes. Good. And um, But then you got to start mixing it up because mm-hmm. the body gets complacent if it's yeah. doing the same thing all the time. Okay. So pick up your speed or pick a different terrain with different hills or 
you know, at this point, I, I love running in the summer, but I still do aerobics and yoga and other things. So the next point is keep challenging yourself. Whatever it is, go further. Um, do more. <laughs> I like that, yeah. I would say make a goal of stepping it up until you're burning about 1,000 calories a week. Oh, But that is okay. that shouldn't be an initial goal. That okay. should be once the habit is kind yeah. of comfortable. Sure. Um, another thing is don't get discouraged if the scales go up instead of down in okay. the beginning. Muscle weighs more than fat. Right. And as you're starting to build muscle, the weight's gonna may go up at mm -hmm. first. So for the first month, six weeks, it could go up before it starts yeah. going down. And doesn't that uh, that increased strength and muscle mass uh, help you burn it does. calories and increase yes. your the metabolism? More, the, the higher percentage of lean muscle you have, yeah. the greater the greater your metabolism. Even when you're not exercising. Right. Right. Okay. So another point. When you're tired, we have such a sedentary life. We mm. sit and watch TV. We yep. sit at our desks all day. Yep. And we get that lazy, logy, sleepy feeling. Mm -hmm. Don't give in to it. You don't need a nap. Okay. What you need is oxygen to the brain. Mm -hmm. Because when you get that feeling, it's because your brain isn't getting enough oxygenated <clears throat> blood. If you'll just get up and walk for a minute, take a flight of stairs up and down once or twice, and another really good one is stand with your feet together and hang your head and shoulders down as far as you can okay. with your knees locked. You will be stretching out the back, which is a problem area for people as we get older, and you will be rushing oxygenated blood to the head. So 30 really? minutes of hanging like that is a great stretch for your, your hamstrings, your lower back, and when you're done, you won't be sleepy anymore. Did you say 30 minutes? I said 30 seconds of okay. hanging. Okay. You know, I would walk around a little bit first okay. to loosen things up. Yeah, yeah. Walk for a minute, minute and a half, Okay. Hang for 30 seconds. Okay. And feet together, knees locked, head... Head and shoulders down. Down, okay. Yeah, not feet not completely together, but, okay. you know. The human body likes to be stressed physically. Okay. And the more yeah. you stress it, the stronger it's, it gets. Mm. But don't overdo it. Like I said, do it until it doesn't feel good and then slow down the pace, but keep the activity going. And um, I mentioned in the, in the physical about keeping the weight down and mm -hmm. how I used to talk, think to myself, I'm, I'm running to eat. I worked this out last night for your listeners. This is lower than my rates, but if you burn 200 calories a day, which is walking two miles, mm -hmm. in the beginning it might take you an hour to do that. But if you did that, walk two miles a day, four days a week, and let's say you took eight weeks off during the year for holidays or illness or injury or Weather. travel or whatever. But okay. if you did that 44 weeks out of the year, you're burning 35, over 35,000 calories a year, which is 10 pounds. Wow. So Excellent. I figured when I started this at 28, I've been doing it for 42 years. I've burned off 
somewhere in the neighborhood of 430 pounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I've maintained Excellent. weight and been able to eat more than most people I know. I like that. Do you have anything that you can wrap up? The engineer is saying our time is up. Uh, how do we want to conclude? I would say that um, getting this habit and at the same time trying to get less sugar and refined carbs out of the diet can actually reverse a host of medical conditions like diabetes and some heart issues and things and can get you off of meds. I like that. That's a, that's a great uh, motivation. So, and also have here a notation that um, Rowan would be pleased to uh, provide a list of these things uh, for you. So go to secondfnow.com, hit the uh, contact us um, button and uh, give us some information. We'll send it to you electronically by uh, email. Gosh, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Rowan, for coming in. A lot of good stuff there. And a lot of pounds, my goodness. Well, let's let's hope that that people um, are motivated to start and keep going. No matter how slow or light, it will build if you keep at it. That's a promise. I like it. Okay. So, uh, The Key to a Healthy Life, that's the title for today. The Key to a Healthy Life, Get Moving. Rowan, thanks so much for coming in today. So, folks, if you have questions about today's topic or have other suggestions, we, again, go to the, uh, the website, secondhalfnow.com, hit the contact form, and uh, give us some information. I want to thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters. That's all we have, so find all of our shows on secondhalfnow.com. We want to say goodbye for now. You've been listening to Second Half Now, a listening experience dedicated to helping the 50-plus American live a life that matters for second-halfers, boomers, and seniors. As we wrap up this episode, we invite you to take action. Step up, get engaged, do something to learn more. Find out what you can do right now to take a step toward living a life that matters. Connect with us on our website, secondhalfnow.com. Learn the many ways you can listen to the show, share it with others, and actually take some steps in the right direction. Think about it. The opposite of living a life that matters is living a life that doesn't matter. Now that doesn't sound very appealing, does it? Go to secondhalfnow.com and let's explore what's next for you. 